right, Jason Soto of whatever with Jason Soto. You have 30 seconds to get Mary Mitchell, your co-host, to guess a phrase. Ready? Go. Okay, okay. Um, parades. Cut to steak. Things old people like. Vagina candles. Sex toys at Walmart. Things gross men obsess over. Music. Movies. Games. Things that are generic enough to talk about on any podcast. Ooh, close. Um, comedy, discussion, wicked awesome banter. Conan O'Brien. Oh, time's up. Hey, she gave consent. We were looking for whatever with Jason Soto, the comedy podcast that you can download right now on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Apple, or anywhere you get fine podcasts. What if I said a good-looking and charming host? The Daily Show, John Stewart? Oh, jeez. Never mind. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Top 5 A through Z, the podcast that has been going through all your top five favorite movies. Oh, letter I, I letter. thought you were about to say something else there for a second. That was kind of worrying <laughs> me. Podcast has gone through all your underwear. It was just the one time, all right? Jeez, give me a minute to say all that. <laughs> add that on later. <laughs> but yeah, we've been breaking down the top movies uh, like all season, haven't we? Since January, I believe. Wow, we've been going since January? Jeez. That explains a lot. Yes, and uh, we just did a couple special episodes in October. We did. Those were cool. They weren't letters. They were, what what did we do? They were like genre lists. It was to celebrate spooky season, hashtag spooky season. Top five anthologies and top five horror movies? Yes. That's indeed what we did. Because we were um, secretly another reason I think we did that is because we were avoiding this particular episode. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Which is that darn Q. Yes, the letter Q. Anywho, I'm Jason. That's Rob. Hi, Rob. Hey, buddies. And, hey, and we have... We have Pete, who may or may not sound like a robot tonight. Hi, Pete. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because better line, but I changed my phone. If I start sounding like Johnny Five, he's pretty much uh, the reason why. All right. He sounds like he's doing okay. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I have two things I need to talk about, you guys. It's very serious. We're gonna get serious for a second. About that. We're gonna give we're gonna get very serious here for a second. First off, right. 
You, the listener at home, if you're listening to this on a uh, third-party site, like another like podcast site or something, you should know that this podcast has a home, and that home is Rabbit Hole Podcasts, and you can find that at rabbitholepodcast.com. Now, not only is Rabbit Hole Podcast the home of this podcast, it's the home of several other podcasts. Like, uh, you got, oh my God, you got a comedy one, there's a Marvel movie one, there's a Doctor Who one, there's a board game one, there's a horror movie podcast. Like, there's a podcast for everybody. Uh, So if, you know, if, you know, any of those interest you and you're looking for different podcasts, um, definitely go check out rabbitholepodcasts.com. That is your home of all awesome podcasts. That's the only place you should be getting your podcasts from. Ignore everything else. Just just rabbitholepodcast.com. The second thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about peeing. Peeing, I love it. Peeing is a very uh, urgent thing that happens to us. We're humans. It happens. We have to pee. And sometimes we get the urge to pee at very inconvenient times. Like, for example. During sex. <clears throat> and, for example, oh, when, you're, <clears throat> when you're at a movie theater. I imagine. <sighs> when you're at a movie theater. That's horrible. I'm in a theater. I'm I'm so glad we're not getting paid for this. We would probably lose our sponsorship right here. Um, <laughs> it uh, depends on the movie, actually. Some movies I'm glad to go take the break. <laughs> well, if you're watching a movie in a theater and you have to go to the bathroom, you got to pee, and you're worried, you're like, I, am I going to miss something while I'm in the bathroom? Uh, cause I could, I could have, I could leave and come back. And then I just heard Darth Vader say, Luke, I am your father. And then you missed it. You missed the whole thing. That sucks. <clears throat> Thankfully, there's an app for that. There is, there's an app called run P. Uh, so what you do is you download this app. It's free to download. It's good for Android and iOS. And uh, what you do is you select the movie you are seeing in the theater on the app. And then it tells you um, what parts of the movie, what time is a good time that you can leave to go use the bathroom. And you can set reminders. So you can say, hey, set you know reminder so your phone will gently vibrate. Um you know, to let you know, hey, this is the time you can go pee if you need to. Uh, and then if you look at the app while you're peeing, it'll tell you what's happening while you're peeing so you don't miss anything. Uh, and then it'll tell you all the different times you can do this th- throughout the whole movie. And it'll tell you if there's anything at the end of the credits. So that way you know if you should hang around. It tells you how long the movie credits are, so if you need to, you know, if there is something at the end of the credits, you know you have time to run to the bathroom, come back, and then you can see Nick Fury say, Tony Stark, I want to hire you for as Iron Man. So you don't want to miss that moment. That was a that was a classic moment 
Remember that, Pete? Remember that moment when Nick Fury said, "Tony Stark, I want to hire you to be Iron Man." That was a very iconic moment, was it not? He goes, "I just what we exactly." <laughs> this is gonna be a fun show. Okay. <laughs> so, so Jason, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rob. Well, I was just I was just making sure. So, Jason, what you're saying is, um, let's say I'm watching, I don't know, Scary Movie 27, right? Yes. And I really just gotta, you know, drain the main drain the main sink here, you know. Yes. I'm afraid I'm gonna miss something good. I can look at my phone and the phone, you know, open that up the the app up, and just they're like, bro, go ahead and take a piss now. Nothing's happening. <clears throat> Yeah, I could be in there just, just, just you know, creating a, a new river. And if I get curious as to what's going on, the app's like, okay, so yeah, she got killed, probably got hit in the face, blah, 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 blah. Indeed, that is indeed how the app works. Nice. And it is uh, uh, theater friendly, so it doesn't create any light, uh, it only works through vibrate. Uh, it'll work through uh, airplane mode, so you could turn your phone onto airplane mode, and the only messages you get will be from the app. And uh, yeah, absolutely. So it's called Run P. Uh, again, it's available on Android and iOS. It's absolutely free to download, and uh, that'll take care of all your uh, pissing problems. <clears throat> there you go. Cranberry juice. There you go. So well, there's that. Uh, perhaps it's just me, but I'm remembering that scene completely different than you guys. Is it? Is it just me? What? What? Well, you you, that, you did do a lot of acid when you watched that movie, so I mean, you know, that is a good point. <laughs> but I feel like <laughs> I, I feel like it was more like. Tony motherfucking Stark. You motherfucker. <laughs> that was in the alternate version. That was in the theater version. That was a director's cut. Are you going to be cool, Iron Man? <laughs> so. All right. Not in this motherfucking damn jet. Bitch, be cool, Iron Man. <laughs> So, so anyway, oh, and I should state for legal reasons, we're technically not sponsored by them. We're not getting paid for it. I'm just making a deal with them to kind of help promote them because they also had a rough 2020 because nobody was going to the movies and so nobody was using their app. And so I kind of struck a bargain and a deal with the the creator of the app. And I said, hey, I'll talk about your app on all of my podcasts. And then in exchange, they'll retweet and promote all of our shows. So, um, so, so what you're saying is you promise to hold the creator's app while he tweeted while he peed? <laughs> 
I don't think you. I don't think you got where you were trying to get to with that. So I'm just going to uh, <laughs> not acknowledge that sentence, and we're going to move on now. So That's today, fair. tonight, whenever you're listening to this, we are going to attempt to do our top five favorite movies uh, that begin with the letter Q. And holy shit, this was the hardest goddamn list I've ever made in my life. Um. That's 100% fair. And, um... I wouldn't go that far. I, I only I only have the five. I don't have any honorable mentions. I barely squeaked out five. Like, and when I get to my picks, I'm gonna... I'll, you, you'll see why. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, alright. With that said, we're, let's get going here. Uh, Pete? If if you can try to get through, what's your number five? Uh, they're off on me on here, so uh, my number five. A little movie in the dead, which is probably going to be the quickest done. But that was what? <laughs> oh my god! years going out. What is happening? I think so, his number five had Tourette's. Woman gunslinger. Oh, okay, sorry. A mysterious. Ellen Taylor. Who's I can't say uh, because it's it's Q. Sorry. Uh, a mysterious woman. Gun- Name Ellen, played by Chan Santos, played by to Sam? the town of redemption, looking for revenge, was killed by the t- mayor. <laughs> Hold on, you're breaking up really I, bad, man. <laughs> I'm trying to do the best I can. You're doing Ooh. worse than Stephen Hawking. Okay, come on. <laughs> Thankfully, he shared his list with us. So, to those who didn't miss it, it's the quick and the dead is his number five. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, uh, yeah, that's my number five. Like I said, quick. I, I did hear that part. But I, I, and it's got Sharon Stone. I heard that part. Oh, so I thought he said Shem. And then <laughs> that was kind of all I got after that. Shem. This is this is probably why you shouldn't record podcasts off of cell phones. <laughs> now I heard Ken Shamrock. So I um, heard Shamrock Shake. So <laughs> Pete, Show you're you're pulling a, a, a me today, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> Weird, you know. Yeah. So that's that that's a. Uh... My uh, number two from Star Trek, but um... okay, I'm curious what the connection to his number five and Star Trek was, but that's okay. Uh... I think somebody in the movie was in Star Trek. Uh, that's, that's probably possible. That is very possible. That is very possible. So his number five was Quick in the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you, Pete. We're, we'll 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 try again for yes. your number four. Thank you. Pete. Yeah. Uh, okay, my number five. Um, all right. So, like I said, I struggled to make my list, 
and um, <clears throat> one, two, actually four of the five I have not seen since I was a kid and or a teenager. <laughs> and I've had zero time to revisit these, but I remember liking these when I watched them for the first time. Um, so my number five, I'm going to start with, uh, it stars John Wayne. Let me see who else might start star. Um, uh, so you had John Wayne and that's about all the famous people that's in there. So I will say it's the quiet American. Mm. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's an older John Wayne movie. It's from 1958. Um, and it's a little bit of a departure, uh, cause it's not exact, it's not really like a Western shoot em up, beat em up fighting type movie. It's kind of a, it's kind of a drama of sorts. And you're probably like, Jason, you don't like dramas. What the hell? One, I'm struggling to find movies that begin with Q and two, when I watched this, I kind of liked it. Um, and, um, it's just it's just about John Wayne. He um, uh, he moves to uh, England, and he meets a uh, woman there, falls in love, and then they try to spark a romance, and then uh, a bunch of dramatic shit happens. You know, it's it's a it's a, dra- it's a drama from the fifties. You know, you could probably fill in the gaps, um, but I remember quite liking it, and I remember it actually caught my attention. Um, when I was, God, I was, God, I was like 10, I think when I saw this and, um, and I remember my mom who was showing me this movie was like, yeah, it's a John Wayne movie, but he's not a, a cowboy. He's not shooting anyone. He's just trying to get it on with this, with this, with this woman. And my mom was so cool that she would say, get it on. So if you're wondering where I get all my mannerisms from, there you go. I get it from my mom. So uh anyway my number five is the quiet american with john wayne and that's about it really famous wise you know you know who else would have been good for that <clears> hmm <throat> harpo marks <laughs> <laughs> well he was he he was in the running for it but then john wayne in the you know i think paid off the movie studio and got the part yeah, because I think Quiet American, I think immediately Harpo Marx. It was it was a little oh, weird the scene where John Wayne was honking the horn a bunch of times. It, it was a little. It was it was a little out of character for him. It must have been. <laughs> I mean, I remember everyone at the time was like, "What the hell's with John Wayne honking that horn all the time?" <laughs> so. Did you hear me oh, when yeah. I was saying like uh, I'm like Harpo Marx? No, we did not. We did not even remotely hear that. <laughs> uh, to everyone listening at home, you're like, you know, why don't you just stop the show and do this another day? We postponed this for a month. <laughs> this is a month overdue. So, God damn it, we are getting through this. We're putting this shit out there. Yeah. Rob, what is your <laughs> what is your number five? Oh, okay, all right. So my number five comes back all the way from the year 1998. It's a musical um, uh, animation movie, Warner Brothers. Uh, it's the Quest for Camelot. Ah. 
So it's got Carrie Elwes, uh, Gary Oldman, Pierce Brosnan, uh, Pierce Brosnan, sorry, Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> That's his brother. <laughs> That's his brother. Yeah. Um, they all did the acting parts while like Eric Idle did acting and singing and Celine Dion did some singing in there also. So what was interesting about this, this um, kind of takes place. It's, it's, you know, King Arthur Knights of the Round Table scenario. Um, there's this little adventurous girl who is the daughter of one of the Knights of the Round Table. Um, and she has to go on a quest to get the, um, the famous weapon Excalibur back from another knight who killed her father. Um, and so in the process of going through this, they, she, um, she enlists a blind, reluctant um, wannabe knight and a goofy two-headed dragon uh, to help retrieve it, you know? And of course, it's a kid's movie, so, you know, it's PG, but there's danger. Um, what was interesting about this movie, I remember it. I, I like, like you, Jason, I had, I kind of struggled with this, but I remember enough for the movies that I put down um, because I used to work for a blockbuster video back in the day. So I had free rentals a lot, you know, but um, so this was actually supposed to be a darker movie than it was. We're talking like Black Cauldron Dark, you know. Um, but what happened was the original director, a guy named Bill Croyer, um, he wanted it to be dark, but as Disney was gaining popularity, Warner Brothers, along with a whole bunch of other studios, were like, you know, we, we got to keep this PG-13, you know, so no blood, no guts, you know, nothing like that. Let's make it goofy. Let's make it funny, you know. Uh, let's put a, a female hero in there, romantic subplot. Let's make some goofy sidekicks and a whole bunch of comedy gags, you know. Um, for its its time, it, it was a decent one. Um, it won a Golden Globe and was nominated for five five other you know nominations. Overall, it was it was good. It was it was a it, it's something you could probably put on. Like if you have kids, you could probably put this on, and they'll just plop down and laugh. So yeah, my number five from back in nineteen ninety eight was the quest the quest for Camelot. All right, I have not seen this, but I remember hearing a lot about it when it came out. I I do not, but I remember the the title. I know I've heard of it, but I don't remember like even who was in it or anything. Like, yeah, well, like I said, it, it had a couple of famous actors like Carrie Elwes, um, Gary Oldman, um, Pierce Brosnan. Um, so, you know, it had a whole bunch of old guys, you know, doing voicing. And then there was Eric Idle from Monty Python in there. Right. You can't go wrong with Can't go wrong with that. And of course, Miss, Miss Celine Dion singing, you know. Hey, I got a question, guys. Can you hear me better now? So, yeah. so far. <laughs> Um, I found out the problem, I think. Okay. I have also a uh, a watch now, one of those phone watches. Okay. And it was synced with my phone. Ah, uh, there you go. I, tur- I turned the sync off. Oh, because we can hear a complete sentence now. Yeah. So that was doesn't sound, in it. It doesn't sound like you're stuck up a cat's butt now, so that's good. No, no. So I, I kind of <laughs> figured out, like, I was looking through the thing, I was like, what if I hit the? Oh yeah, okay. 
All right, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yay. So, for, Yay. For those of you who are just tuning in, Pete is no longer giving his cat a colonoscopy. Yeah. <laughs> now, now it just sounds like like you've you're you're shrunken down and just chilling on top of your cat, like hanging out on its collar. <laughs> With a little <laughs> megaphone. <laughs> yes, because when you give your cat a colonoscopy, you always want to just chill out on its collar afterwards. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, you get me. <laughs> Today, I'm uh, uh, for a moment. Uh. All right. Well, just in time for Bill's number five. Oh, quit. That's your number five, quit? Yeah, you caught that. <laughs> or are you just giving up? I know. I, I, was, <laughs> I was seeing if you, if, I was seeing if you <laughs> thought that I was telling you, like, oh, quit. No, we just but, thought you were just giving up on everything. You thought I just, <laughs> yeah, I quit. <laughs> Stop, you no, <laughs> no, there is it's a movie called Quit. And uh this is how well uh I know Q movies. I watched maybe five, ten minutes this movie. <laughs> and it's on my list. Okay. And I had I had all these months to prepare and I still uh, didn't finish this. But Watching just a few minutes of it gives me enough. Uh, wait, 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 wait. You, whoa, you've whoa, only, cheated. you've only seen five minutes of this. <laughs> are you, are you messing with me? No, I swear. <laughs> oh my Cheater. god! Cheater! Oh, Bill, 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 Bill. Okay, I've watched it several times. Is that what you want to hear? If that's the truth. Well, I mean, guess to be fair, it's your number five. I, so I guess we'll let I, it slide. I can't handle the truth. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, I, you're going to have to, I guess. <laughs> oh man we're gonna, I'm doing what I want. we're gonna get we're gonna get so many letters from this right now uh, you, you only you only watched five minutes of it you put it on your list what kind of bullshit is that <laughs> what is wrong with society to be fair five minutes no, okay. to be fair i've watched all like hour two hours or whatever of every other movie we've had on our list in the past <laughs> well god i hope so <laughs> god we're gonna so, become the pete rose of podcast god damn <laughs> Some this of them is, I... uh, you know how we title our episodes and stuff everything this will be the questionable one you know <laughs> Q is for questionable. Yes. Uh, oh, God damn. All right. So, what happens in the first five minutes of this damn movie that I've never even heard of? Okay. The reason I picked this is because, like all of you, uh, 
and uh, yeah, anybody that would try to do Q. Um, I I was struggling to at first for a while there to think of anything. And looked through the list of all Q movies and was like, what, what, what is this, what? <laughs> not, most most of them aren't even like like uh, English movies. Not that we can't do foreign movies because we can. And yeah, <laughs> right now that's but, fair. Yeah, but I I never heard of any of them. So I saw this one on a streaming site that I have on my Fire Stick, and I was like, um. Oh, I tried watching this, but unfortunately, I fell asleep. I meant to get back to it. And <laughs> ah, there it is. <laughs> so I made the attempt, and <laughs> it seemed pretty decent movie. So it, it yeah, that's why it's my number remember. five. Because oh, that's how wonderful Q is to me. That. My number five is a movie I hardly watched at all. But I do plan to visit again, and then I'll, I'll mention how I like or dislike it again in a later episode. But here's what IMDB.com has to say about the synopsis here. A couple head to a cabin in Joshua Tree for four days to quit smoking. As their nicotine withdrawal kicks in, they find themselves at odds with who they are and who they want to become. Okay. That's because they're listening to you choose Joshua Tree. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think they found what they were looking for? (laughs) I think they they still haven't found it. (laughs) I think they quit. (laughs) Hmm. Hello, hello. All right. It's all vertigo. Right, exactly. And, you know, <laughs> at one point they visited a discotheque. <laughs> disco, and, disco. Uh, ooh, ooh. All right. That didn't, that didn't happen. We did, we did three U2 puns. We can stop right there. <sighs> well, to be fair, I think, you know, after they realized who they were, I'm sure it was a brighter day. And... and they made an octoon baby. <laughs> well, I swear no one pays attention to me on this show. Okay. <laughs> You're my hero, Jason. <laughs> All right. That's Bill's that's, Bill, that's Bill's number five, a movie he's only seen five minutes of. And, well, to be, yeah. And, I've been saying to be fair a lot, but I'm going to say it one more time. To be fair... This is like a movie you have to watch during the day. <laughs> so as your punishment, Bill, you got to drink like three cans of Red Bull and watch this movie straight through. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Is that, should we take a vote? Does everyone Yes, I, I'm, okay. yes, I am down for that. Okay. Cool. All right, let's move on to our number fours and let's, let's see if this goes a lot better. Pete, now that we can hear you. What's your number four? Alrighty. Um, one of my favorite uh, uh, Anne Rice series uh, was uh, uh, with a vampire named Lestat. And one of my old school, and I'm not kidding on this, R&B favorite singers before she passed away was Aaliyah. 
Mm. Now, both. Uh, rest her soul. Yes. Uh, very popular. I mean, very popular. Very talented uh, uh, artist right there. But uh, she did a movie before she passed. And that was the Anne Rice's Queen of the Damned. And that is my number four. Um, she plays basic. I mean, Lasat's like the main character, but still, she's like a main character in her. And her her name is Akasha. She's like the queen of the vampires. And her and Lasat, like they sort of fall in love and stuff and their thing. And uh, and I love this movie. It's a really good sequel to to uh, um, Interview with a Vampire, but nothing can top that one because they changed actors and everything in this one from the original. Because uh, the original had Tom Cruise and a whole bunch of other people like Brad Pitt and all that. This one here had uh, Stuart Townsend and uh, besides Aaliyah and a bunch of other people. Um, but the best thing about this movie, and anybody can agree with me about this too, is the soundtrack. The soundtrack, soundtrack was to this movie was excellent. Yes. It had a lot of good rock and roll in that thing. But uh, the movie was great too, though. It's like for Aaliyah's acting, for the few movies she did, this was probably one of her best roles. And I think a lot of people can agree with that. Like she really played the vampire really good. And now that you hear me, <laughs> that's my number four. All right. I'm just going to say, I was <laughs> never thinking about her as a vampire with what she was wearing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that that pirate suit really throws things off when you're trying to put a vampire. Did you just say pirate suit? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Was I watching a different movie? I think so. I think I think I think oh. so. Not even the director's <laughs> cut, just something completely different. Oh. <laughs> Yes, because that one scene in the nightclub, I believe it just comes in. (laughs) (laughs) Bill has such a pirate fetish. He just sees it on everybody. It doesn't matter. It's crazy that you just happened to say exactly how it happened, but you have not seen it. (laughs) Shiver me timbers and blow me down a farts. (laughs) Wow. All right, let me do my number four. <laughs> Not that my pirate uh, fascination has been exposed. My number, yeah, my number four has nothing to do with pirates. Sorry, I'm sorry, Bill. Nothing to do with pirates. <laughs> but it does have cavemen in it. So wow. if you're into cavemen and women, uh, this could be the movie for you. And it is Quest for Fire from 1981. Uh, this was another movie I saw as a kid, and this was actually probably a movie I shouldn't have seen as a kid, um, <laughs> because um, there's a lot of sex in this, like <laughs> it a crazy amount of sex, like it's 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 wild. It's it. I mean, it's so wild. There's just like I I thought it was a porn movie, but it's not. <laughs> it's an actual like it's a. It's it's an actual like movie, and there's just a bunch of cavemen having sex, and with all monkey sex. It's it is so crazy. Um, wow. There's uh yeah. So uh, Quest for Fire. Um, besides the sex, 
uh, is basically what the title sounds like. It's a bunch of cavemen who, um, who speak their own language and like 90% of the movie is like subtitled. Um, and they're look, they, they hear uh, this rumor that's out there in the world. There's fire and, um, this clan of cavemen, they send like a few of their like best like hunters out to go look for this fire and bring it back to their clan because that, you know, it's cold. They need to cook food and all this other stuff and they have sex and, and they have sex, you know, yeah, definitely, definitely the fire to have sex. And so, um, it's kind of like, it's, it's basically an adventure road trip style movie with like cavemen, uh, going to look for wherever this fire is. And, you know, they just have a bunch of wacky adventures and crazy shit happens. And, uh, they eventually come across a cave woman played by Ray Dong Chong. Um, they pick her up and, uh, they start humping her. Um, of course, uh, she, and there's, there's a scene and it's a very extensive scene where she, cause the whole, every time they're having sex in the movie, they're doing it doggy style. Uh, cause they're cavemen, you see. Um, but she teaches them how to do missionary sex. So there's like a whole scene about that. Like it's it was and I'm like eight when I'm watching this movie. So this was like an awakening in me that I've never experienced in my life at that point. So <laughs> if this is any indication of how cool my mom was, <laughs> this is the best indication right Your here. Your mom actually let you watch. She this. let me watch this movie. Yes, this is how fucking cool my mom was. Your mom's a pimp. Yes, she like yeah. I'm. I am surprised because when it started getting to the the humping, I was like, oh my god, what what. And she didn't say anything because she said it's educational because it's about cavemen (laughs) and this actually happened. So, you know, it's not, you know, gratuitous or, you know, pornographic in a way. This is actually how they did it back in the caveman time. So you're learning something. And I'm like, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm just not going to look you in the eye. So let's just keep watching this movie. Um. Yeah, so anyway, uh, I've been meaning to revisit this because it's been a real long time since I've seen it. Uh, but again, I remember liking it, and obviously it made an impression on me. And uh, yeah, it's it's really good. It's got Ron Perlman in it. He plays one of the cavemen. Yes. Um, Everett McGill, if you know who that is, he plays like the lead caveman. Um, and that's about all the famous people that's in this that I can see looking at the cast list. So, um, wait, 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 wait. I know that name. Is he from Twin Peaks? Who? Everett McGill? Yeah. Let's look. You're probably not wrong. Uh, yes. Yes. He played, uh, he played Big Ed. Uh, I knew it. <laughs> I knew that name. I mean, like, I. Yes, so he's in this. Yeah, he's he's the main caveman. He's the one that leads the expedition to the to look for the fire. Big Ed getting it on caveman <clears throat> style, and you get to see him hump a lot of cave women doggy style. So now we know. <laughs> so if you're into that kind of thing, his name on the show. So there you go. All right. Anyway, my number four is Quest for Fire, and this was the first movie that I put on the list. 
when we were doing Q, and then I had to look up the rest. So there you go, my number four. I need to see this. It's it's actually you know I want to rewatch it. I'm hoping it's as good as I remember it. Um, you know I've I watched that long ago, and I do not remember as much gratuitous humming as you're talking about. (laughs) I mean, I'm reading the Wikipedia, and it's like. You know the you know every other paragraph. There's talking about sex. There's there's a couple of instances of rape. So maybe trigger warning if that's a thing. Uh, but yeah, they mention it a lot, and I do remember it being a thing in the movie. So there you go. Caveman humping. Next paragraph. Caveman humping. Next paragraph. <laughs> Pretty much. Yes. Fires found. <clears throat> caveman humping. So that, there you go. Screen, that screenwriter had the like the easiest job ever. Oh, totally. One hundred percent. All right, Rob, you're up. What's your number four? We're gonna make a movie, guys. Okay, what's this movie about? It's about cavemen. Okay, so what are they gonna do? Fuck. <laughs> Wait, is that what did you want to go on? No, that's all they're going to do. They're going to probably look for fire. Who cares? But they're going to fuck. Scene, scene one, dialogue. <laughs> and plus, we got the, uh, Tommy Chong's daughter in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go, let's go get her. Uh, all right. My number four. So <laughs> uh, that's, that's going to make me not sleep tonight. Um, so my number four is it's a really obscure movie this movie is actually uh filmed in in new zealand um it's back in 1985 i remember it when i was i watched this movie and then i watched um buckaroo bonsai across eighth dimension it's the quiet earth um so it's not really a huge cast there's four people and they're not really well known um but basically to sum up the movie um a man finds wakes up and finds literally that everybody in the world's just just gone. Like he has no idea. Um, and of course, it's the '80s, so you know it's always a government conspiracy. So he's he's suspecting that you know his government has you know somehow found a way to get rid of all the 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 inhabitants of the earth. You know, but then he starts finding people and they start form, forming relationships and blah blah blah. And after that, I I don't remember the rest. I honestly could not remember it. Um, I remember I remember it because of how how it was shot. It was a really guerrilla style. And of course the you know back in the eighties, the the way films were, you know, the style films were shot on film, you know. It was just a, it was a really interesting, um really interesting movie in the way of its style. And as I started reading more about this, I, I didn't know this, but this uh this movie itself um was nominated for eight new zealand tv film awards and ended up winning all eight categories oh, wow. maybe because there was no other movie that was in new zealand at that time but it won all eight of them wow. it also won two fan festival awards and then it was nominated for some really obscure award called the Avor- Avarazi Fan Festive Film Festival Award. I've never even heard of it. I don't think it ever existed after this movie. <laughs> they shut it down after this. They won this and like, nope, shut it down. This ain't gonna win anything else. These Kiwis won ten awards. We can't do anything after this. <laughs> 
but yeah my number four the quiet earth um it's one of those movies where i want to say it could it would be a great film to reboot but the problem that we would have is that we've already done these movies where the end of the world has happened and you know like 28 days later there's one guy that wakes up like the walking dead you know and he realizes the Mm -hmm. earth is fucked and then he slowly starts finding people and we've just kind of you know skull fuck that idea you know to its grave you have a way with words you know that i yeah. do thank you I, I i was waiting for somebody i in retrospect when i said that i was like geez that was probably a bad thing to say <laughs> oh well going on with it hey rob i'm gonna compliment you real quick you are our ryan reynolds thank you thank you you are yeah. you are you are my um my Gina Gershon. What? <laughs> Jeremy has the Roger Ebert. You're my Roger Ebert. Stop it. Okay. Oh, <clears throat> All right. Bill. This better not just be you. I've seen the trailer for this. My number four is... <laughs> Damn I was it. sleeping and I thought of this movie that didn't exist. <laughs> it was in my head. It was in my head. <laughs> then my sheets were wet. <laughs> I walked into a video store and I saw this on the shelf, and that's my number four. <laughs> hey, that dream thing would count if you actually sat and watched the whole movie in your dream. Oh, Jesus. And... <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I saw the poster for this movie in the back of a Playboy. Have you ever had that happen, though? What, were you dreaming something? No, but have you really like had a dream where you there's like a TV show or a movie or something? Actually, yes. I have guy. actually I have had that. that I have, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Cool. That's not just me. Okay, that's, cool. Cool guys. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, my number four. Uh it was pretty popular on Netflix recently. It's uh cuties. Ah. Okay. Does that oh, begin with a Q? No. I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say. Wait a minute. You no, know, it begins uh, with a Z. Uh, I, I see a reminiscence it's of C U T I this time show here. But it's it's the start of the Q, so it's Q, right? That's not my real pick, though. I was say, you man, you're really messing with me today. Bill, you graduated uh, high school, so I'm going to assume you're at least eight. How'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> I'm done. I don't know. <laughs> I can't. If I can't find my notes now. Would you, you, like me, your notes? would you like me to tell you what your number four was? <laughs> <laughs> I, I might need you to. Well, your number four was a quiet place. Aha, I found it. Thank you. I found it right as you said that. Okay. 
<clears throat> which is it's weird because it wasn't where it should have been. I, I always write my movies down on my phone with my notes, my actual the thing the app called Notes. Um, yeah, Quiet Place. It's pretty modern movie, pretty creepy. Uh, there's like, what's one of them? Doomsday type things. Where, which I believe everyone here has seen it, or some of you might have it on you. I have not seen this I yet. I have not seen it. I have it on my <clears throat> list, and it is great. But we, we've all heard of it. I have. It's basically these creepy ass monster things that. As they hear anything, they come flying out of nowhere, and they're they're too quick to like react. Like you can't react. Like there's no. It's it almost seems impossible to defeat them. If if you make a noise, they're like immediately come flying out of nowhere, and they're all over you. Uh, which is why it's a post-apocalyptic world, as they say here on the IMDb thing. Uh, it's it follows this family that's forced to live in silence while hiding from monsters with ultra sensitive hearing. I couldn't have put that better myself. IMDb. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that that's what it is. It's just they're just trying to live, but they can't talk to each other. Or nothing. They got like they have to learn. You know how to do sign language, and uh, if they accidentally step on something and it makes a loud noise, they're all like freaking out because <laughs> there's a good chance that those creatures heard it and they're gonna be coming out of nowhere. So it's pretty creepy, and it's got like good soundtrack that you know goes <clears throat> along with it. And, I have not seen uh, part two, but uh, if I I have a feeling I would have that on my list as well when I once I see it. But I, I heard it got horrible reviews. Really, the second it, one? No, it's really good. I I, I have it on my list. I'll, 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 you guys know me already. I'll explain some stuff later. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, this is directed by John Krasinski. He's pretty popular director nowadays yep and uh <clears throat> that's about it it's... he's mr uh, office is it like mr coffee <laughs> <laughs> there's Rooster Coffee. Oh, and there's Mr. Office. Oh God, I don't think staring at you. Hi guys. I don't think I want to meet Mr. Parking Lot. That's all I got to say. No, no, me neither. <laughs> or Mr. Creepy Dark Corridor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, All right, <laughs> number that's your number four. Okay, uh, Pete, what is your number three? All right, my number three is actually uh, a paranormal type of movie. 
It was made in 2014. Uh, it, it flopped, actually, but it's actually a decent movie. <laughs> uh, if you've ever seen The Quiet Ones, that's the one I'm talking about. Mm. And it, it's, it deals with pretty much... Or, I'm going to read the wiki again, sorry. An unorthodox <laughs> college professor leads his best students off the grid to perform a dangerous experiment to create a poltergeist. Operating under the theory that paranormal activity is triggered by negative human energy, the uh, group uses a series of tests to push... I'm sorry, I sound like what I did earlier. Sorry. Push a young woman... I know, I'm reading off the thing here. I wrote it so shitty. Uh, to the edge of sanity. Uh, frightening occurrences uh, with unspeakable consequences subsequently unfold, leading the researchers to uh, realization that they have unleashed a force more terrifying than they could imagine. And, you know, that movie was pretty good, actually. Like I said, uh, I, I want to put it for number three. I can't see why it bombed, but the best thing about there was the tub scene. <laughs> and you'll see what I'm talking about if you've seen the movie. Um, uh, it was decent, though. It was good. Okay. I've not awesome. seen this. I've not seen this. Never even heard of um, it. What, all you got to do is say there's a, a tub scene, and I've never heard anyone the guy say there's a tub too. scene in the movie, so that yeah, just intrigues me. <laughs> And I swear, Pete, I thought when you started this off, you said, well, let me read the Wookiee. I'm like, wait a minute, what? (laughs) (laughs) And then then there's the tub scene. Like a Wookiee Wookiee in a tub? Let me translate this to Wookiee. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll have to look this up. I've not seen this. Yeah, it's pretty decent. Okay, cool. Uh, okay, my number three, yes, number three, um, is a made-for-TV movie that also is a direct-to-video movie as well. Um, came out uh in 1997. It was on Fox. And I remember the commercials for it, and they were like, like you know, coming on Wednesday, uh, Stephen King and Clive Barker team up for two terrifying tales for Quicksilver Highway. Um, and yeah, this is a, uh, it's technically an anthology movie, but it's just two stories. Um, one of them is a Clive Barker story called The Body Politic. Um, which is, uh, about, um, a guy, it's basically a, a very serious idle hands. Um, it's about this guy's, uh, hands who just start doing, gets like a mind of its own, starts doing crazy things. Um, and then the other story is a Stephen King, uh, story called Chattery Teeth. Um, <clears throat> Uh, which is about a uh, uh, hitchhiker who's stalking this guy 
and for some reason this set of chattering teeth like you know those wind up teeth that you know Mm -hmm. were popular back in the 50s uh get like possessed and start going after the hitchhiker it's a very strange story i'm not gonna lie i love (laughs) i love the short story the short story uh, i think it was in nightmares and dreamscapes yes oh man it it it's yeah it's a, it's a strange story but um uh but the movie uh it stars Christopher Lloyd he plays the guy telling these stories he's like the main he's like the the rap around uh Matt Frewer shows up he's one of the uh the guys and then the stories uh it was directed by Mick Garris who did like a bunch of like you know classic horror movies um you know, like uh, he did. Uh, I'm trying to look this here. The Howling and uh, uh, nice. Critters Two, The Fly ah, Two, Sleepwalkers. He did uh, Riding the Bullet. Uh, mm-hmm. He did, um, and he did Hocus Pocus, which is not technically a horror movie, but um, and he also did Batteries Not Included, which I don't know how I feel about that, but. Um, yeah, so you know, there's some good pedigree to this. It's Stephen King, Clyde Barker, Mick Garris, Christopher Lloyd, um, a lot, of, a lot of cool things, you know, going for this thing. And it didn't. It's I say it's severely underrated. Um, we don't hear a lot of people talking about this for whatever reason, but I, I think it's actually pretty decent. Um, so my number three is Quicksilver Highway. I was expecting you to say it was directed by Mick Jagger. <laughs> no, he's. That would have been awesome. <laughs> I don't know where Mick Jagger comes out. Every time you say Mick, oh. no, 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 That's no. The only way it could have. Been, otherwise, it sounds amazing. But that the only way it could have been even better. <laughs> All right, Rob. What's your number three? All right, so um, based on our our uh, our list, because we all gave our list to each other, because Q was probably the the worst movie. Yes, I'm gonna steal yours, Jason. What? I'm taking one of yours. I'm sorry, man. Wait, what? Uh, yeah, we had we had a we had a connection here. This was um, back in 1990. Uh, it was how how do I describe this? Other than saying that the movie is just it's a Bill Murray movie. It's a quick change with Bill Murray, Gina Davis, and Randy Quaid. Ah. Yeah. So do you, do you want me to sum it up, or what do you want me to do, Jason? Yeah, you want me to go, talk? Yeah, okay. go ahead. By all means, go ahead. Okay. So basically what happens, um, the start of the movie is uh, a man dresses as a clown, enters a bank, and tries to rob it. No one takes him seriously. It's start, of course, you know. Um. It's all about this, this, the character, Bill Murray's character. You know, he's he's robbing a bank, and then he, you know, he's got the stolen money, um, and then it's just basically one shit show after another. You know, he's trying to get there. The whole idea is that they're trying to get out of New York, trying to get get away with money, and it just it's it's just a dumpster fire, one dumpster fire after another. Um, what really was interesting to me about this movie is in reading about it after the fact is that this movie, this movie is basically just Bill Murray in his heyday. It's the movie's all about Bill Murray. Yeah. Um, 
it was de- his, it was his theatrical debut as a producer and um to this day it remains the only movie that he has acted and uh, acted as a producer when the original producer was unavailable um bill murray did several roles from the movie by himself you know he was he was uh put in as a lead actor as a top build star a producer a co-writer well an, an uncredited writer and a co-director of the movie so i don't know how much cocaine he was doing when he made this movie but you gotta give props to him i mean this this is probably when he started to realize that you know i need to tone my life down a bit <laughs> Because I've acted in this movie, I've direct helped direct it, I've helped you know produce it, you know, I've I've helped write parts of it here and there. So yeah, my my number three is uh, it's Quick Change by you know Howard Franklin and Bill Murray. All right, that's that's a really funny movie. I remember seeing it years ago. That Gina Davis. Oh my god, that was oh yeah. (laughs) And the weird thing is, like, like I said, it's it's it was during Bill Bill Murray's heyday, so you know he had to get famous people, you know, and Gina Davis was one of those up and coming golden stars, you know. And then they're like, okay, well, we need um, we need this buffoon as a as a as a, a tag along guy, you know. And they're like, who can we think of? Um, oh yeah, Randy Quaid. Fuck him. <laughs> No, 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 you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I mean, you know, when you when you're such a acclaimed actor and you look at the camera and go, shitter's full. Hey, you've got any movie now. Yeah. (sighs) Yep. 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 Okay. Uh Bill. You're number three. Number three. Uh, how do I say this in a nice possible explanation? My number three is Quiz Show. Okay. I've not seen this. It's It's been years, but like like you said, a lot of these movies, you know, haven't seen them in a long time. But mm-hmm. it's a it's a very very good uh, story, the true story about you know when the game shows, the early game shows and early television. Uh, there was one show in particular that there was some cheating going on live television and that's that's what this is all about and and the and it shows like the trials about it and everything like that and it's got a lot of great people in it um just without looking it up yet on the top of my head i remember uh am, am i wrong i want to say hank Rosario's in it. Uh, you talking about Quiz Show? Yeah. Yeah, Hank Rosario's in there. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I thought so. Uh, thank you. 
Who else? Let's see. Actually, it's my number two. So yeah, I know I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> so I'm not gonna go too much more into it in case you know you have more to say about it then. But uh, there's a lot of good other good actors in there and stuff too. Let's see. I went upstairs real quick. Sorry if you hear any kind of noise in the back. I, I did the first. Usually I'll bring the phone to me when I go up there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, why do I not see it here? Oh, Lord. I barely can hear you guys. I don't know what you're trying to do. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm assuming you're done with Quiz Show since Rob's gonna. Oh, John Turturro, Ralph Fiennes. Quiz Show was pretty damn good too. I remember that. I was just trying to see who else was in it. I knew it had a lot of people. Like. Yeah, it's a pretty packed Mia movie. Servino. Yeah. Uh, yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna let you. So later on, I'm sure you got more to say about it. So I'm going <coughs> to leave it at that. Okay. Well, we are on our number twos then. So, uh, Pete, what is your number two? Can I ask a favor real quick? Can I do my number two with my number one? Um, okay. You say it like because that, I'm you make able... it sound so dirty. No, <laughs> because my, my number two was A Quiet Place 2. And I wanted to do Quiet Place 1 and 2 together. Makes sense. Okay, sure. Yeah, because there's a reason why I want to do it. That's I mean, Bill put a movie on this list that he only seen five minutes of, so why not? Let's just <laughs> throw all the rules out the window. Let's just do it. <laughs> Go ahead. Go nuts. Yeah, usually I never do it like that. So so <laughs> I'll, I'll wait until number one. Balls to the walls. One. Let's do it. Come on. All right. What you got? Go ahead. You're number two. You're number one. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, I'm saying I'll wait until we get number one to do my number two. Oh, okay. Okay, sure. Okay. Absolutely. We'll do it that way. Okay, my yeah. number two uh, <laughs> well, was just talked about, and it's Quick Change. Um, the only thing I just want to add is this is the last movie on the list, uh, which is was a movie that I saw when I was a kid, and I remember liking a whole lot, and I, I remember liking this a whole, whole lot. And I've been mad at myself for not revisiting this movie because I'm sure it should be something that I should be watching like all the time. Um, Cause I, you know, Bill Murray is like the man, you know, he's so awesome. He's funny as hell. He's cool. Uh, This, this plot is like an amazing plot. Like this is a movie totally up my alley. Um, And uh, yeah, Uh, I don't know. I don't know why I just haven't, Gone back to revisit this, so, um, but absolutely. So my number two is Quick Change as well. So there we go, uh, which is going to lead us to Rob's number two, which was Quiz Show. Quiz Show. <laughs> yeah. So like I said, you know, our some with Q being the the letter that it is, it's really hard for us to not trample on each other's feet. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Obvi- obviously, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was direct, actually it was actually directed by Robert Redford. Um, so it is yep. our John Turturro, Ray Fiennes, Hank Azera. Um, Bill, you forgot the the most iconic person of all time in this movie. That was Martin Scorsese. 
you forgot Martin Scorsese, Bill. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so you know, it's it's all about um, about quiz shows back in the fifties and how you know people discover that. <laughs> Spoiler alert, quiz shows are rigged. No. <laughs> They're rigged. So, you know, it's it's all about how one person goes and he tries to investigate, focus on contestants of, you know, the show 21 um, and trying to figure out, you know, how this happens. You know, how is it? How is it rigged? How is, you know, all this stuff? Um, apparently it was based on a true story, but a, a couple fun facts um, about this movie. Um before filming, Ray Fines um, wanted to speak with uh, who, you know, uh, his name was Charles Van Doren, who was um, the inspiration for this movie. He wanted to get his accent now because Rafe, um, Ray Fines, he's a British actor. So he actually drove to his um, to Mr. Van Doren's home in, a, in the rural Connecticut town that he lives in and posed as a dude that got lost and ask for directions you know that's <laughs> you gotta give props to do to just be that brazen you know but that was amazing um <laughs> another fun fact about the movie is that uh two of the producers actually requested to take their names off the producers list um even though they were really instrumental in getting the movie up and running getting everything taken care of they instead settled for like a name check on the production company um, because they felt that listing 11 producers on a movie was too damn many. Oh, Jesus. Now, this is back in the 90s. This was John uh, Quisho was 1994. So, you know, a lot of people back in the 90s, movies were very, um, they weren't heavy with producers. Like he'd have like, an executive producer, an assistant producer, and then like a couple other producers, you know? Right. But they're like, yeah, uh, we have 11 producers. We don't need this much, you know? And they're like, we'll back off. You know, our names are well known. You guys can take some credit, you know? Um, the the one thing that really I remember from this is, uh, so it's about Martin Scorsese's character. Um, the scene where he's on the phone conspiring with um the guy uh herb stemple um who's from queens you know to to get this guy thrown off the show he ends the phone call by saying queens isn't new york and what's really funny about that what really makes me just it pops out in my memory is that martin scorsese martin scorsese was born in corona queens yeah yeah, I'm just going to pause for dramatic effect. Apparently <laughs> nobody gives a shit. <laughs> I tried to bring some class into this and there was like, okay. <laughs> Indubitably, yes. You have me speechless. <laughs> I, I live to make you... Sp- what? Well, that just sounds wrong on so many levels. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it there. Yeah, my number two is Quiz Show. Okay. I don't think either of us mentioned uh, Mira Servino, too. I'm looking at She the... really didn't have, like, her... Okay, I'm sorry, but Mira Servina, she... She's one of those those actresses. It's like, okay, you know the name because she's Paul Servino's daughter. And she did one movie with um, the chick from... Oh, um, from... Uh, what, what was her name? Um, from Friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that movie. 
Yeah. Uh, but after that, it's like, you know, she's not like she really didn't define herself. So you're like, oh, yeah, Mira Sorvino. Oh, okay, cool. Sure. Hmm. You hear me, Rob? I, I hear you. In a movie too with Chow Yun Fat. Really? The replacement killers or something like that, if I remember. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That was probably like her trying to. Yeah, that was one of her. I'm going to make a breakout role and it never went anywhere. Because... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. That's what it was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so everybody uh, yeah. knows. Everybody knows movie. her from that. But other than, other than that movie, a lot of people like she. She hasn't really made a name for herself. <clears throat> Another person I noticed too. Uh, that I don't think I mentioned earlier, David Paymer. Oh which, yeah. Remember him? He's he's in yeah, a bunch he, of stuff. Yes. He's, yeah. He's well. Jason knows him immediately, but I think most people wouldn't know. They would know him when they see him. Yes, he's he's one of those. Oh yeah, the guy with the nose, the fucked up nose. That okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just I just googled him and I remember him because of his nose. It's like him and Owen Wilson. You just look at them, and you're like, oh yeah, the nose. Oh wow, wow. <laughs> Well, yeah, he, he did an Owen Wilson pretty good too. You're like, wow, wow, wow. His nose looks like a penis. Wow. <laughs> he's, uh, what do you call that? <laughs> My nose is all fucked up. He looks like a penis. Wow. <laughs> oh wow. All right. Okay. That's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta ask i gotta ask this for everybody here um we're kind of getting off topic but do you guys enjoy the fact that you brought me onto this show yeah. <laughs> yeah. actually yes yeah i hear yes. jason's voice and he's like oh god <laughs> <laughs> don't go off of me today i'm just very tired and i had a really strange week so that's just all it is it's it's everything's fine it's all good Oh wow. Oh, oh wow. I think we're on Bill's number two, if I remember correctly. Correct. Okay. Yay, I remember that. Bill, show us your number two. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would, but we're not doing a video episode, so <laughs> uh, thank God for small favors. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, uh, let's see. My number two is. I wait now. Just I should just start off by saying I did actually watch this one all the way through. Yay! <laughs> right, Phil succeeded. Yes, <laughs> and I enjoyed it thoroughly. Well, I hope so. Uh, it's another one that I found. I. Never heard of it, but we were like, time for Q movies, so I'm looking through all my streaming apps, and I don't remember which one right now, but one of them had Q the Winged Serpent. Ah. And so I said, this sounds intriguing. It looks like maybe Godzilla type thing, King Kong, you know, some kind of monster. 
city thing type thing. Uh, so I was like, gonna check it out. Um, but then I'm like, it's the 80s movies? Yeah. I think, yeah. Or was it 70s? It was 80s. I think it was 80s. It was early 80s. Yep. So, yeah. But it, uh, it was interesting, and I enjoyed it. Uh, but it has, like, that that feel. Like, if it was remade now, it wouldn't be the same movie, because it had stuff in it that was just for that time. That, um, I'm sure you guys know what I mean. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, David Carradine. That's who was the from Kung Fu and yeah. I don't remember this movie ever. And Kill Me Part 1 and 2. I seen it years ago, and all I remember was some dude's head getting lopped off by the creature. <laughs> yes, that does indeed happen. Spoiler alerts, everyone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not it, like my first thought, like I said, is going to be like Godzilla, King Kong, but it was a little different than that. It turned out to be more like a, like a mixture of that between also more like um, like a full moon entertainment movie yes yes (laughs) like a regular 80s type horror VHS thing like mixed with that type of monster (laughs) because the the origin you know like most monsters in the city is like is a lizard got walked through some toxics Oh, slime or something or now this was like a, either either like a god type creature or a demon type thing or it was it's like an old creature and it was like brought there intentionally summoned there and it was it was something that really existed that didn't exist anymore. Someone purposely yeah. brought it there, and it's <laughs> so it's a little different spin on that type of like. Uh, usually, stuff like that is not big, gigantic, building-sized monsters flying around yeah. wings and stuff. You know, usually that would be something more like. Uh, a smaller monster, or a, you know, like your ghoulies or something like that. It reminded me of like a human with a dragon form or something like that, like with the wings or you know, something like okay, that. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Kitsukoatl. Okay. Um, that's Aztec uh, god. Yep. I'm being quiet because this is my next pick. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry, Jason. My bad. No, sure. you're no, fine. No, you're fine. Well, I'm sure the, the fuck up. The, I'm sure the crappy way I'm explaining it, I'll still leave you with. Something <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I will say real quick that the the main guy besides David Carradine, the main he's like is this okay? It's, the character is Michael Moriarty. Moriarty. Yeah, that's the actor. Yeah. He's cool. Played by Jimmy. Oh, 
as Jimmy Quinn. Never mind, I got it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> the character was Jimmy Quinn. That's right. Uh, well, he he is like a two-bit type criminal. He's not like necessarily a mafia guy, but he'll do stuff for them and whatnot. Uh, but he's like a well, coward type coming in. Huh? I'm sorry. What do you do? Yeah. What do His character is... At first he got on my nerves, but I enjoyed his character after a while. He was a scummy person, but... He was interesting. <laughs> Michael Moriarty is a treasure, and he should be well, protected was... at all costs. Huh? Sherlock Holmes would be pissed right now. I said Michael Moriarty is a treasure, and he should be protected at all costs. Oh, I really enjoy. I, I really enjoy his his work. I thought maybe I I I, I said something I wasn't supposed to, or something. <laughs> no, I'm just making a comment. Gotcha. Uh, I didn't mean to piss off Sherlock Holmes or Michael. Moore, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this apparently was written and directed by Larry Cohen, which I have a feeling was secretly Leonard Cohen, but I could. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll get into Larry Cohen when when it gets to, around to me. I think I'm gonna just go by Larry for this, so they don't know it's me. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I'm gonna let I'm gonna give it up to uh, Pete's next, I believe. Yeah, we're on our number ones. All right, I'm gonna be like Missy Elliott oh, and, and flip it and reverse yep. it real quick. Yep. And what I mean by flip it and reverse it is I'm doing my number one, then my number two, and there's a reason for it. And um, it's, it's your firm number number, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. My firm number one. Oh, anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, what I mean by flip it and reverse it is I mentioned earlier that uh, my number one is A Quiet Place. And my number... Uh-oh. Did we just lose him? We just lost Did him. Did he just... He just went quiet. He muted himself for some How reason. How ironic. Quiet place. <laughs> oh, oh, he's yeah, being yeah. meta. I get it. He's oh. being meta. Yeah, yeah. So back to what I was saying. It's a quiet place and a quiet place two. Uh, quiet place was my number one, and a quiet place two was my number two. So, like I said, I'm gonna flip and reverse it. Like I said, uh, I hit the uh, speaking button by accident. That's why I. Got cut off. Um, <laughs> they're like, "What? Pete lost? He got lost again?" But uh, <laughs> uh, it's about the Abbott family, uh, not the Adams family. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Uh, <laughs> uh, it has Jack Krasinski. It like you guys said, it's something their thing. It has uh, uh, Emily Blunt, the girl who plays. I got to sit up for a minute because I was laying down. Using that, see, I'm doing different stuff as usual as I'm doing this today. Uh, mm. Yeah, <laughs> the girl who really steals the the, the movie, though, 
is their daughter, the one who plays the daughter, uh, Reagan Abbott, as you know. I think it was Reagan Abbott, right? Reagan, uh, the, the, the deaf girl, right? Uh, so. But uh, the actress who plays her is Melissant, Melissant, or can't summons. And um, she's Melissa. very damn good as as that character. And if you watch <laughs> the movies, you, you know she's 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 really deaf in real life. And it's like you know she plays a role really really good. Like oh, you wouldn't even think she's deaf, you know. Like she, mm-hmm. but she really is. And but anyways, like what we're talking about too, uh, it's it deals with the creatures in there and stuff and everything. They they happen to uh, uh, come from a different planet, whatever like that, as you find out later on and and, and this stuff. And uh, they're at a ball game because I have to, I have to say this from the, the second one because the second one actually has like what should have been the beginning of the first one. Where they're at the ball game and stuff and everything, and that's when the creatures land and stuff and all that and start doing what they're doing. And uh, I, I love the beginning of that uh, second movie because it, it just it it's awesome how you see how that town got hit so fast with with those creatures, you know. And but anyways, the first one uh, it goes to the story of that where. They try to get away uh, uh, from the creatures and stuff and everything. And like, like uh, was already told, you gotta be quiet. You gotta because every noise they hear. So it's like one of the first thriller slash horror films that you see where most of the movies quiet. You don't hear too much dialogue in the first one. You know, you hear a little more dialogue in the second, but not too much more. And you see uh, the. Th- Things develop, and I'm not going to you know, give away much for the, the first one. And it continues on into the second one, where it's like it's a straight going right from the ending of the first to the second. And I love movies like that that just stay connected to the first one, to the original. It's like a, a serial uh, more than just a sequel. And, and if you know what a serial is, it's like, you know, an ongoing story. Thing that, uh, but uh, I've always loved movies like that. It's this man, it's, it, it's it's excellent. They have a really good cast also, and the second one, like for uh, 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 add-ons and stuff, and everything like Cillian Murphy's in there. You were talking about twenty-eight uh, weeks and twenty-eight days later earlier. He, he's the main guy, of course, in that one. You have uh, uh, Don. Uh, I can't think, think of his name right now. Uh, I'll look at my notes real quick. Uh, Jeff Jamin Hansu. In, right, I, I, I said that right. Right, I the Daman Hansu. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, you've lost he's, me. Man. He's, he's, he's been in a lot of movies, you know. But uh, really good stuff. Really, really. The uh, only Hanzo I know is Hanpori Hanzo. No, <laughs> but uh, his last name is something Hansu. It's a uh, Jimon Hansu, Hansu, or something like that. Demon. It starts with a D. Um, but anyways, uh, I recommend these movies. Like I said, uh, my, my number one was uh, A Quiet Place, and my number two was A Quiet Place 2. Not to, to spoil anything, but we all know who the first person that got killed was, right? Yeah. It was uh, 
Luke Costello because he was like he saw the family and he's like, hey, I'm back! <laughs> I'm back! <laughs> like me and bill me and bill know about the, all the old stuff like that man we used to go uh, we... uh, go goofy like this over at the pole. i'm gonna do my number one <laughs> uh my number one is q the wing serpent uh so um this one I've seen a bunch of times, actually, and the last time was about a year ago. Uh, it was on the last drive-in with uh, Joel Bob Briggs, uh, and I do recommend watching it with Joel Bob Briggs because he gives a lot of insightful commentary onto the movie itself. Um, but yeah, Q the Winged Serpent uh, was uh, written and directed by Larry Cohen, who is like a cult movie like god like he he's made so many cult movies um you got the stuff um you got uh, this movie you got it uh it's alive you got uh god told me to you got um god so many there's just a lot if you look up his wikipedia he did maniac cop um, oh wow! Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. he actually did. Um, he uh, and he and he's a writer too, and he wrote um, uh, the movie. You know the movie Phone Booth with Colin Farrell, where he's trapped in the phone mm-hmm. booth. He wrote that screenplay. He didn't direct it, oh, but wow. he wrote the screenplay. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah he did a lot of he he yeah he's he's a he's a very big deal in the cult movie world um so q yeah it stars michael moriarty like i said he's like my favorite b movie actor he's also in the stuff um which we'll talk about when we get to s's and um yeah kind of like what bill was i think trying to say <laughs> um it's about this uh giant uh, kind of like a dragon lizard thing that's been that's flying around New York City in like 1982, and uh, it's killing people. It's basically just going around, uh, decapitating people. It's eating people. It's clawing people. It's just doing all kinds of things. And cops are like, "What the hell's going on?" They don't know. You know, they think it's some weird serial killer. <clears throat> Me- damn Republican. Meanwhile, we meet uh, Jimmy Quinn, who is a like a con artist who, you know, kind of steals things, and uh, he ends up uh, doing a heist, and he's trying to run from the cops, and he he goes into the Chrysler Building in New York City, and while hiding from the cops, he finds a giant egg, like, and the top. <laughs> Of uh, the Chrysler building. Yeah, right. Don't don't die on me, man. Don't die on me. <laughs> um, was that Rob or Pete? You guys all right? Wasn't me. I have no idea what's going on. No. <laughs> I I was listening about the giant egg in the Chrysler building. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm yeah. sorry Jace. I just, it's okay. I, I, someone was. 
Um, so, uh, so Quinn, he kind of tries to make a deal with the city. Like, Hey, I know where this giant thing is. That's killing people is you got to give me a million dollars. I'll tell you where it's at. They eventually agree to do this. They go to the Chrysler building, they kill the egg. And then the dragon thing gets pissed off, uh, starts chasing everybody. turns out there's a cult involved that the cult bought this Q, the wing serpent thing alive. And, uh, yeah, all kinds of crazy shenanigans happen from there. So, um, highly recommended. This is an awesome, 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 uh, monster movie, uh, from the eighties, uh, and typical, you know, Larry Cohen style that doesn't pull any punches. Uh, it's very gory. A lot of topless scenes of, you know, women topless, and uh, just some great kills and Michael Moriarty being Michael Moriarty. So there you go. That's uh, my uh, number one is Q the Winged Serpent. And this was the second movie that I had on my list. So that, you know, I wrote down on the list when we were doing Q movies. So the rest of it I had to, like, look for. So, um, But I was like, yeah, Q, quick change. Okay, move on. What else we got? So. <laughs> Uh, all right. With that said, um, Rob, yo, number one, my number, my number one. Uh, okay. So I was actually thinking about your, your number two and I was like trying to think of a good way to like, you know, you know, the, in a world where a giant winged serpent, I just lost it. <laughs> <laughs> That might be that might be how the trailer does go. I don't know. It's it's from the eighties. It very well could be like that. In the eighties, titties are flopping, (laughs) drugs are everywhere. (laughs) One jackass finds a monster's egg, and the world shits its pants. That's exactly how the trailer goes. Wow, it's like I played it. It's like it's like I played it. Okay, so my number one. my number one is back from 1990. It's a, uh, it's got our famous mustached man of all times, and no, I'm not talking about Luigi or Mario. Uh, Tom Selleck, Alec Rickman, and that's maybe the two biggest names in the movie. It's Quigley Down Under. Ah. Uh-huh. Now I don't know if a lot of people have actually seen this movie. I mean, this is. Tom Selleck, you know, this is right after, literally, like after he did uh, Magnum PI, um, because this movie had a lot of rewrites and workarounds, and they were trying to get it like produced for since Steve McQueen's time, you know. But um, so basically, the the premise of this is that um, Matthew Quigley, played by Tom Selleck is hired by an Australian rancher so he can shoot Aborigines to get them off the land and the rancher can basically just take over the land because, hey, you know, no one's there to claim it. Um, Quigley takes, you know, exception to this. He's like, no, it's not right, whatever, you know. He has has a moral high ground on this. Um, And after that, it's basically... A really nice revenge story um it's not one of those you know revenge stories where you know he comes back and he starts slaughtering people one after another no you know it's tom Selleck. he does it very you know elegant like you know he he takes people out from distance has his his funny little quips and falls in love with a beautiful woman 
Um, what I my mom, my mom was nowhere as cool as your mom, Jason. Okay, <laughs> but my mom had a huge crush on Tom Selleck, as basically every woman did, because let's just face it, that mustache could do no wrong. And I remember watching this movie, just thinking, "Damn, Australia is fucking amazing." Growing up as an adult now, I realize Australia is fucking terrifying. Just because of all the things it's got that can kill you, you know? <laughs> but some of the cool things about this movie is that um, the one thing I, I read about, Alan Rickman decided to take part in filming this simply because he always wanted to visit Australia. At that time, he had never gone to Australia. So he's like, yeah, I'll do the movie. I just, I want to be in Australia. Um, and the other cool thing I kind of briefly talked about, I'm going to go into a little bit more detail here. Um, so this was supposed to be Steve McQueen's next film after he did The Hunter in the 90s. I'm sorry, in the 80s. But uh, Steve McQueen fell ill, so the project was scrapped. And, you know, and it worked us through a couple of various ideas to the 80s come 90s. Actually, Harrison Ford was, was talking about being in it, but he um, turned it down because it was way too... A lot of people thought it was way too similar to the Indiana Jones. So it's like, oh, they're going to do another Indiana Jones movie. And they were clearly going in a different path. Um, so Tom Selleck got the offer and then he had to turn it down because he was doing Magnum P.I. But when Magnum P.I. Um, ended in, I think it was what, 88, 89 ballpark. Um he was like, you know, he called up his producers. His, he was like, hey, um, you guys remember that Australian movie you pitched me? I, I've got nothing going on right now. What are you guys up to? You know, you guys want to do this? And, you know, so they spent another year um, creating a budget for it. And then, lo and behold, quickly down under came to life. Wow. You know, you know what's funny is that you said it's Tom Selleck. Uh, I mean, Harrison Ford was pitched the idea too. You said, yeah, yeah. What's funny is Tom Selleck was almost Indiana Jones, also. Yeah, I know that's kind of weird, yeah. right? You know, yeah, it is they, weird. They, they they take these two these two people, like two completely different people, and they're like, yeah, Tom Selleck would be great as Indiana Jones, and Harrison Ford would be great as Quigley, and they're like, no, no, I, I don't like this. No, it's way too similar to what I've done. <laughs> So they're like, okay, fuck it. You guys do your own, do whatever the fuck you people want. I don't care. And they're like, I'll do Indiana Jones. Tom Selleck can do quickly. And it all worked out. And it all worked. See, I thought you were going to go somewhere. You know, it's really funny. You know, Quigley is the name of, you know, my penis. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to go there. You know, Quigley is what my wife calls my penis. I can I can see why you would think that based on how I've been. It is a name. <laughs> That's right, ladies. Is Quigley Down Under is available on Amazon? Oh, Amazon. Okay. <laughs> All right. Amazon. <laughs> Bill, I love that shit. Bill, <laughs> what is your number one? All right, my number one is the entire body of work by Quentin Tarantino. 
It's a lot of work. <laughs> oh my. Does that include the feet? Yes. <laughs> I guess it'd have to, huh? Yeah. <laughs> he 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 did a great job on the, on that one. <laughs> and the six hundred pounds of cocaine. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Actually, my number one, uh, Pete, who had this earlier uh, for one of your picks, and it's uh, Queen of the Dam. Ah, uh, oh, okay. And, and like you, Jason, uh, this is like how you knew you had one or two immediately. Like. Okay, where I'm gonna start with? Yeah. When we start talking about Q, I immediately thought Queen of the Dam because, like, I've probably watched this movie at least a good ten, twenty times. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's it's a movie I watch frequently when I'm bored and I'm like, what should I watch? Oh, Damn, why not? Because they're like <laughs> the soundtrack, huh? I'm sorry, but the way you uh, not to be rude, sorry, but the way you uh, said, "Damn, why? Uh, why not?" You know, yeah. Damn, <laughs> damn, <laughs> damn, why not? Yeah. <laughs> damn, damn, damn. Uh, yeah, I just I love the the soundtrack is amazing. Uh. I have to be honest, I have never watched the uh, interview with a vampire. Oh, wow. Really? Uh, yeah, I know that's a shock. Wow. And while I'm at it, I, I should confess I have not seen Quick Change. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. I, that's fair. I imagine if I had, it would maybe probably be on my list, too. I think it would. I totally can see <laughs> yeah. you liking this movie, that movie. Absolutely. Um, it's a fun I mean, movie. I've always been aware of its existence, but I just have not watched it. Um, yeah. Didn't grow up with that one, like with Groundhog Day and Meatballs and Ghostbusters and stuff like that. Yeah. What about Bob? Uh, well, to be fair, Quick Change came out right after Ghostbusters 2. Mm-hmm. I think. Ghostbusters 2 was what, 89 and Quick Change came out in 90? Yeah, sounds right. So, I mean, you know, to sit there and, you know, to not know of it, it's it's fairly, you know, I'm not going to hate you. (laughs) But I will. How dare you? Burn in hell. (laughs) God damn you, good sir. The uh, Bush, not Bush, but was it was uh, Gavin, right? In Queen of the Dam, the, the yeah, Gavin Rosdale, him and Jonathan Davis from Corn. Yeah, right? yeah. What about they, him? Well, they they make an excellent team. Yeah. What about, about, what about? What about him? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you, said, 
You just, just sounded like, like it came out of nowhere. So, what about? Them? <laughs> yeah, like I'm, just, I'm waiting. I'm just waiting to like, what uh, about them? I thought you sound like you're just expecting me to just go way off topic. Or I thought you were because uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what they have to uh, do with anything, but because they they they're like a big part of that soundtrack. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. That song with David Draymond from Disturbed Band. Yes. Like oh, yes. That's the main one, yeah. That's yeah. when he's on the stage singing. Yeah. Right? I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is just such a cool movie. And the way he's, like, attracted to her, not not physically, but, like, he just senses. Like, he knew she was there. Even mm-hmm. though she was like hidden in a basement or like a cave type place in the you know like underneath the mansion or whatever. But he if the just... crow had vampires, that would be the no. Yeah. <laughs> he just wow. he was inexplicably drawn to her. Yeah. And that's a big uh factor in there too. I recommend the book too. The book was damn well excellent. Hmm. I have not read it, the book. That's called Interview with a Vampire. Uh, both the book for for that one for the original. I mean, for Interview with a Vampire and Queen of the Damned. It's like five or seven books with Lestat. Okay. But I've read like the first two, and I read like the fourth or fifth, and they're all great. Uh, we've probably got a lot more coming than that that story. Then, yeah, you would think. Well, they're doing the, they're doing a TV show too. You would think. Yeah. You know, they're doing a TV show. Really? Nice. I've not for heard an interview I'm, with a vampire. I've not heard that. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's called interview with multiple vampires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just. Felt so left out of those other things, you, those projects you guys did. Thanks for including me in this one. <laughs> That's actually one of my favorite movies with Tom Cruise's interview with a vampire. That, that he plays a damn good character in a damn movie. See, yeah, yeah, I need to, I need to watch that. It's, I know I've seen like one or two scenes, but that's about it. Hmm. That has such a great cast, too. That has, uh, uh, I'm saying the original one, it has, uh, uh, besides him and Brad Pitt, it has Kristen Dunst, it has Kristen Slater, it has, uh, man, there's a few other really well-known people, and I can't think of it right now, but I, I do recommend the original, too. Nice. So, yeah. That's... I don't know. Did right. we miss anything about that movie? It sounded like you did. <laughs> I believe you did. You believe I did miss something? Oh, I thought you said that we. <laughs> I just I'm, I misheard. Never did mind. We forget something. I believe. You did. <laughs> I believe you did forget something. <laughs> ignore me. Ignore me. Is there anything you can? Remember? All right. I I'll try is. to. All right. Let me try to salvage all this. Okay. Uh, those are our picks. We're gonna go ahead and recap our uh, five. So, Pete, can you can go I ahead? Do and... my runner up. Oh, you have runner, runner up? up. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I have a. Okay, so this is not really just one movie. It's kind of a couple movies and a character. 
Um, so my runner-up are the Quartermain movies. Alan Quartermain. Ah, yes. So hmm. Quartermain and uh, The Lost City of Gold. Uh, what was it? Quartermain. Um, the two on uh, King Solomon's Mine. The two I'm thinking about um, were with uh, Richard Chamberlain. There, there's a whole bunch of Quartermain, Quartermain movies. Um, but Alan Quartermain was also a character in The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So that that's that's my runner up. Those are my runner ups. You know, the the quarter main movies. So okay. that's the same character. Yeah, it's the same character. It's kind of like okay. So think of Alan Quartermain as an Indiana Jones. If Indiana Jones wanted to be James Bond, you know. Yeah. Um, there's a whole bunch of them, uh, Alan Quartermain movies, you know, but it's played by different people throughout the times. Um, the one I remember was with uh, Richard Chamberlain and Sharon Stone, you know, because mm. Sharon Stone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's yeah, it's one of those movies. It's it's really good. Um, I It's been a while since I've watched it because I think this one came out in 87 and the other one came out about the same time. So it's like, I wasn't even a teenager, but I remember it because the dude kind of looked like Chuck Norris um, and it had Sharon Stone and it was action and Indiana Jones style. So, yeah, that's my my runner up. OK. Awesome. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, quickly recap our list. So, Pete, go ahead and start with you. All righty. Uh, before I do this, just to be funny with Bill, because Bill knows what I'm talking about. We love the subs. We love the whip. <laughs> Quiznos. You know. Cute. Sorry. Oh, uh, shoot. Is that your runner-up, Quiznos? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. No, I had to do it because of Q. I'm sorry. Uh, awesome. Jason's runner-up is Subway. <laughs> we, we used to do our little comedy tape thing back when we worked at Sam's. We recorded stuff, and I wish I kept that tape. And that was one of the goofy things we were talking about down there was Quiznos subs. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so my five is uh, uh, number five is The Quick and the Dead from 1995. You can actually hear it this time without me sounding like a robot. Um, number four is Queen of the Dam. Number three is The Quiet Ones. And number two and number one, The Quiet Place 2, Quiet Place. Uh, I mean, not The Quiet Place, but The Quiet Place. <laughs> uh, and that's my five. Okay, uh, nice. my number five was uh, Quiet American. Uh, number four was Quest for Fire. Uh, number three was Quicksilver Highway. Uh, number two was Quick Change. And number one was Q, the Winged Serpent. Rob. All right, my, my number five is The Quest for Camelot. My number four is Quiet Earth. My number three is Quick Change. My number two, Quiz Show. And my number one is quickly down under and bill all right uh my number five is quit my number four a quiet place number three quiz show number two cue the wing serpent and number one queen of the dawn and may I just real quick say that I thought I was 
correct about this, and I had to look it up while we were talking. Um, as I remember, every time I hear Quarterman, I think of soap operas. Because <laughs> I was just going to say the same. Sorry, the sorry. Quartermain <laughs> family is a major part General of Hospital. General Hospital. Yes. <laughs> I did not and know that. <laughs> not only that, but the main, like the first Quartermain that was like the head of the family or whatever was Alan Quartermain. <laughs> I had to look it up to see if I was yeah. right about that. Oh, wow. So I'm now you got and ruined it. They. <laughs> But they, there's my mom, no way that they weren't it wasn't like a silent little tribute there yeah. or something it had to be right yes mm-hmm. i don't know my mom she used to have me watch that stuff as a kid like as a teenager as a chore like if her and my dad went out as or something, a chore yeah, seriously, as a chore. As, as a fucking punishment? She's like, oh, write down the notes on what happened on my soaps. Oh my god. So I would what? Watch Channel 7 wow. soaps. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I would sit there and say, okay, this is what happened on all my children. This is what happened on One Life to Live. This is what happened on General Hospital. Oh my right. god. You know, so I would write the it down dishes. For... Your sister's going to do the laundry. You watch my fucking soaps and tell me what happened. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had my dishes and all that other stuff still to do too. But if I was home, like from school or something, Jeez. you know, they're like, okay, this is what we want you to do. You sit there and start that thing. I'm like this. Like, oh, <laughs> oh my you god! Can't do your dishes. Your mother not you own a BCR. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, back in the day in the '80s and stuff, there was a thing called cocaine. There was also a thing that. called a BCR. So yeah, you could record your shit, man. then do your cocaine, and <laughs> yeah. watch General Hospital again. Yes. <laughs> Because, you know, when I think General Hospital, I think cocaine. <laughs> All right. This but, is the part of the show where we lose focus. So before we lose too much focus, uh, you can check out this podcast on all the platforms, Spotify, Anchor, Google, Apple, wherever you get podcasts from. Uh, mainly, you can get it at rabbitholepodcast.com. That would be the best place you can get that. Uh, and I want to give a huge shout out again to the Run P app. Make sure you download that. Uh, for your Android and iOS, uh, I actually used it right while during the show. Oh, uh, you you went to a movie theater during the show? Wow! No, that's... I asked Run P uh, when would be a good time to leave during the podcast. Oh shit! They do podcasts <laughs> too. Holy crap! Yes. That's amazing. It's, it said, "Well, judging by your past episodes, you can." Pretty much leave at any point and no one will notice. Fair enough. Where can I go take a piss? Anytime is good. Go ahead. Yeah. All righty. Well, anyway. Ding. Uh, can I say one more thing, real quick, Jason? Uh, I'm sorry. Okay. That I always think of something at the last second. I I don't I. And then I start going like, wait, 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 wait. And this, yeah, I hate when I do that. But <laughs> um, right now I have a sale going on. Oh. On Bandcamp. Oh. Is it your pee? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the golden oh. piss of bill. For five ninety nine, uh, <laughs> you call 219 and you will get a gallon for free. 
Anywho, uh, truthfully, as that may be, uh, if you go to Bill Zany, that's S-Z-A-N-Y dot Bandcamp dot com, I have several audio music releases, uh, mostly in the last two or three years that came out, and normally they cost quite a bit more. But from now, November, Thanksgiving time, through Valentine's Day, I have marked all my albums down to $1 on Bandcamp. Uh, They still, or other places, cost more money. So this is a cheaper alternative. And uh, you can get individual tracks for 50 cents. That is the lowest it allows me to put unfortunately so that's i just wanted to get that out there okay good deal bud that's cool i gotta say bill i Mm -hmm. just went onto the website and um i'm looking at your titles here and i'm just impressed by booty girl part one i was hoping you would notice that one (laughs) (laughs) all right everyone go check that out i still i still haven't released part two yet Hmm. <laughs> Probably expect that in 2028. All right. Perhaps. Good night, everybody. All right. Good, Good night. night. We'll see you uh, nice. in uh, another two weeks or three or maybe a month. I don't know. Not to <laughs> <laughs>